You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Uh, you are tuned in to Voice of Islam radio station and this is now the drive time show from 4 till 6 p.m. We are live here uh, with you. And in the studio, you have myself, uh, Safir, and with me, my co-presenter, Raheel. Um, assalamu alaikum, Raheel. Wa alaikum assalam, alhamdulillah. How are you doing? By the grace of God, all well. I uh, think some important uh, things to discuss today. Yeah, as always, uh, here on Voice of Islam, we have two topics for you uh, for the two hours, uh, 4 till 6 p.m. Um, you can always get involved. Uh, you can give us a call, 208 7878 is the number to call. You can also tweet at Voice of Islam UK if you wish to send in any comments, um, anything that you would like to add to the program, anything you think we missed out. Do give us a comment. Do give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. It's an interactive program and we'll be uh, open to taking your calls. We're also going to be joined by um, a few guests throughout the show. So it'll be very interesting to talk to them as well. The first topic that we're going to talk about today is um, the obviously the current uh, awful uh, tragic uh, you know situation in uh, Gaza in in Palestine where we currently literally are seeing a genocide uh, happening taking place uh, thousands and thousands of people um, have already been uh, been been killed uh, mercilessly um <coughs> more than a million people i believe have been displaced uh from their homes uh, it, it is utter carnage and uh, it's very very sad very depressing when you look at the footage when you look at what's happening there and when you see that those people who are in charge or those people who are in authority who can make a difference yeah just sit back and it seems like they're just you know, ignoring or even okay with this happening. So that's something that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, on one side, Rahil, um, rightfully, you have seen people opposing uh, or, or talk, <coughs> you know, calling out their government, such as here in the UK or in the US. Yeah. Um, the political leaders <coughs> are called out that why are they not uh, doing more to promote or, or to get a ceasefire and stop this violence? And these are the countries that are not Muslim countries. Yeah. What we are going to focus on today is that amidst all this carnage, amidst all this uh, this persecution of uh, innocent Muslims in, in Palestine, where are the Muslim leaders of today? Yeah, I think just to clarify, it's just um, it's not just the Muslims, although, mm. although the majority are Muslims, but you've seen the, you know, the, the churches being bombed, you've seen the hospitals being bombed, and and I think there is no doubt whatsoever in anyone's mind, despite the fact that how how the uh, you know the other side may try to portray this, that the truth is very much apparent in people's you know in in, in front of people's screens. Mm. Um, and there's there, there's not two ways about it. You know, you've seen hundreds of thousands of people who've come out and you know spoken about this issue in a in a in a emphatic manner, very very powerfully. Um, and it just reminds it just reminds us that for so long. For so long, the people have been speaking about it. For so long, people have been coming out and voicing their opinions. But where it matters is, is in the Houses of Parliament. Is this, these are the people that can actually make the difference. And why is it is the question that we want to ask our listeners as well. 
why is it the case that when everything is so apparent and clear, the carnage, as you're, you, you know, you've been speaking about it, that 10,000 plus people have been killed and, and, and we have to be honest about it, that, that they're still not coming forward and calling, calling for a ceasefire? And, and this, this is the important question that is on the mind of everybody. And mm. you know what it is, um, Safir? We're lost for words. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. We're like, even on social media, when you see those pictures and videos, you're lost for words. You don't know how to articulate mm. your feelings. Mm. And it's come to that point now, you know, for people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sad, like, when you see uh, there's, been, there's been sleepless nights. Yeah. Right? But I think one of the things that we do, do need to highlight from, from a believer's perspective that a believer is never hopeless. Mm. Right? A believer, the, the, you know, the quality of a believer, Allah Dilmati like mentions in the Quran, this is what they've told us, the people of, the, the people of Palestine have told us this. Mm. You know, you see a father holding his children in his hand and saying, Hasbunallah wa al wakil, that Allah is sufficient for us. Mm. Right? And you put yourself in that situation. You cannot even imagine it. You can never imagine holding mm. your, you know, your child in your, you know, in your, in your hands and, and, and seeing his, you know, his lifeless body. And this is not just one child. You've got children who've lost mm. their their family, their entire family, entire their brothers and sisters. Yes. And you've got a father who's lost everything. And there's been targeted attacks, right? Mm. Where there's doctors who are serving within the within journalists, the host, journalists, doctors. doctors yes. You know, I, I was just reading aid this, workers, aid workers, mm. UN members. There's never been that statistics ever that we have mm. seen in sh- such short amount of time. You know, um, and the world is silent. Yeah. And and the world is complicit. And on the other side of it, I mean, you do, you do see, as you mentioned, that we, 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 as Muslim, as a true Muslim, you never lose hope because <coughs> you believe, and we all believe that, regardless of all the injustice that is happening in the world, Allah the Almighty is looking and seeing everything, yeah. and He's the one who's going to, you know, judge at the end of the day, yeah. and and you know, no, nobody will get away with their sins and yeah. with their, uh, you know, evil. Uh, you know, I, I, Safira, I always say, I was. Yeah. This, this is just a subconscious. Th- like I was sitting at home and th- thinking over this, and and I truly un- understood the purpose of hell, why Allah the Almighty actually created hell. Yeah. And and from an atheistic point of view, if I was an atheist, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't give justice to this idea, or 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 or, pre- or present this thought in a proper manner. Can I can I imagine right? Mm. That my entire entire family has been obliterated. Yeah. Right. I've faced, uh, you know, the most insane injustice that you can imagine. Mm. And you just tell me, you know, rest in peace, and that's it. There, there's there's no consequence for these people, you know, who who who've done this to me. And the only idea and and the only understanding that really gives me hope yeah. is the fact that there will be a day where Allah the Almighty is going to judge between people and He's going to punish and reward people. And I think this is. This is something that you know um, gives gives people hope, and this is something that has been given these people hope that these that those ha- who have been killed, they're martyrs in you know in the way of in the way of Allah. Yeah, Allah right? I remember watching a, a video of uh, of a Palestinian a man who had lost, uh, uh, I think, <coughs> most of his family, and and you know in the hospital, you can't even call it a hospital. I mean, yeah. people are everywhere. There's no beds, and um, he was consoling other people. Saying that yeah. don't 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 worry it's yes. it's good you know he's 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 martyred your family member is martyred be be grateful to God that yeah. he's going to Jannah yeah. I mean that is the level and I think on social media when people are seeing this people it's in- increasing people's faith yeah. other people living around the world they're increasing in faith because they see what the Not Palestinian people are going exactly. through mm. and they're saying wow after all this 
that they are going through, they yeah. are still being thankful to Allah. They're still being thankful to God. They're still steadfast, strong in their faith. I mean, this is this this religion, Islam, then has to be something special. Exactly. And in fact, there are many people who have for the first uh, time who have mm. converted, who has accepted Islam because of what they've seen yeah. happening in Palestine. So, so in one way, yes, that that element of of uh, of inspiration uh, comes from there. But mm. again, as we are talking about this. Uh, you know, we we pray and we wish uh, that this uh, you know this uh, this brutal um, killing of uh, innocent people ends, uh, and for that ceasefire is extremely important. Um, uh, I I I really can't understand still that you know um, politicians are 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 thinking about it, uh, contemplating or or saying that no, we can't. This is not the right time to do it. Um, but the question, of course, we have uh, for you is that as a Muslim, obviously, this is a very difficult situation, uh, very difficult scenes to, to, to witness. But what are your thoughts on this? I mean, where is the Muslim unity? Where is the Muslim leadership yeah. uh, now that, you know, we're going to talk about this as well, that recently, I, I don't know if you remember, but there was a summit happening in yeah. uh, Saudi Arabia, in, in, in Riyadh, where... Um, these head of uh, many Muslim countries came together, and they, um, you know, wanted to discuss how to how to respond to this, how to um, uh, how to stop this. And all they could come up with, I mean, it's the it's the first time after a long time that they've had such a such a gathering, yeah. and it was you know people had their hopes up that oh the Arab leaders the the Muslim leaders are coming together maybe they will do something about it maybe yeah. they'll raise a voice united voice. You know what they did? The, yeah. All they could do was to condemn what mm. was happening. There was no meaningful action from that. And in fact, on the other side, you know, Israel knows that there is no unity within the within the Muslim countries. Yeah. So all 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 that was said to them was that it's best for them to be quiet in this situation. Exactly. And I think there's something that we need to clarify here is His Holiness, the the current uh, Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has been not just been speaking about this issue for, let's say, when this this has started from the seventh October for the past. Two decades has been, you know, speaking about justice as a whole, that that, and speaking to these leaders in their face and telling them that if you really want to establish peace in the regions that you go to, then the policies that you adopt are not are not right. They are not based on justice. And 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 this is this this, this is the problem that that we're seeing. But I think one of the things that we need to highlight here is the fact that when we speak about the the idea of justice when we speak about where are the Muslim countries where, what we're not saying here we have to be very clear is that these Muslim countries sh- should get together and attack Israel that's not the point yeah you know the primary position here is to say that if you are united right how is it how is it that you know when Israel's in need you've got you know USA and and you've got you know you know the country that we're we're living in you know, the all Western the Western countries, powers all yeah. Western powers yeah they come from you know uh, seize a way to help them mm. right providing them billions of you know dollars in of, aid of and weapons, in, yes. in aid and weapons and all of these things that's yeah. taking place yet you are at the door right you're yeah. you're literally neighbors of of you know these people mm. that are suffering for such a long time that you can't come up with a solution yeah. so the purpose of and, and we know this yeah. very very clearly. That Rahil, uh, I'm going to come back to that because that's a very important point that you mentioned. But let's just take our first guest first. Uh, first, we have uh, Tamim Abu Daka with us, who is uh, an eminent scholar of the community. Of course. Um, he's an author, speaker, debater and translator. 
um, serving the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Tamim Abu Daqqa. Jazakallah for joining us. We're very, very happy and uh, grateful that you um, took time out. First of all, I want to start off with, uh, with uh, you know, uh, express our condolences uh, to, to yourself. Um, I believe you have a family um, who have, uh, you know, um, passed away in, in, in Palestine. So our condolences and inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun for that. Uh, to, to start off with, uh, could you tell us a little bit? Actually, they are keeping, yes. they are keeping, by the way, actually, they didn't stop. Uh, for example, one of my cousin's son, just martyred uh, two days ago and uh, we have almost more than 60 now maybe almost uh, 60 family members almost 60 family members wow. yes yes but when i mentioned actually what i mentioned only just the very close relatives hmm. and these very close relatives now maybe they are reaching to 10 something like that unfortunately hmm. to a love you belong and to him shall we return um now the situation is is such that uh, it it looks it looks like it's getting worse day by day and uh, there's nowhere that is safe uh, in in Palestine in in, in Gaza um, first people were told to go from the north to the south and then now even in the south you mm-hmm. know people there people have to uh, flee from one corner to the other and the pictures that we are seeing, you know, the bombardment is is as bad in, in the south. Could you tell us a little bit about the situation and is there any safe place for, 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 the, for the people of uh, Gaza? No, unfortunately. And by the way, the Israelis started in the northern part of Gaza and their main operation was there at the beginning. And now... Uh, their operation is in the south. They said the south should be a safe place and the people from the north should go to the south. While now, actually, it is a very brutal and very heavy bombardment is uh, happening now uh, in the south and the uh, toll of the casualties uh, is much greater even uh, than uh, what was happening at the beginning of uh, uh, this attack. So, unfortunately, as you mentioned, yes, the things are getting worse and worse by time. Of course. I mean, um, Dameem Sahib, it's it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Um, one of the things that be, be, before you came on, we were discussing uh, with regards to, you know, Muslim leaders, because, the, the, you know, the topic of today's program is where are the Muslim leaders? Where are the Muslim leaders? And the Khalifa and the you know current Khalifa of the Promised Messiah peace be upon him has been speaking about this for a very very long time about a you know a a, a, a unifying voice uh, you know of, mm-hmm. of of coming together to have a true impact. First of all, you know for the people that are listening, what is that impact? Because some people might think, oh, what it really means is to get together and attack others, right? So if you can also highlight that perspective, that what did he mean by coming together? And also. Where are the Muslim leaders and why and what is it that the Khalifa has been saying for a very long time with regards to their own vested interests? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, yes, that's very important to let them to get together. Uh, and uh, you have mentioned, I was just listening for a few minutes, you have mentioned the uh, Arab and Islamic uh, summit which was held in Riyadh and uh, by 
11th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, that summit, there were uh, representatives, and uh, mainly there were even the uh, man number one, which means the president, the king, or whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, of these countries. Uh, and unfortunately, they, were, they just uh, came out with uh, a resolution which has no instruments of action on mm-hmm. the ground. They just condemned, and even with condemnation, it wasn't enough because there were some conservations uh, from uh, some of the members uh, of the summit regarding, for example, for example actually, they, they were not able, uh, able even uh, yeah. to cut the diplomatic relations with Israel. Yeah. They, said, uh, they, they said we ha- we have to have some sort of diplomatic actions against Israel. This uh, what has come in the uh, in the resolution. The resolution contun- uh, contains almost 31 points, but they were just nothing. They were in fact nothing. This uh, big group of people, actually, uh, it um, cont- it is always almost uh, around uh, one fourth of the population of the world, and a very big piece of land that uh, uh, when uh, where this summit was representing the Muslim nation, as you know. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, they are they were not uh, unified. And what Khalifa al Masih, Allah Taala, may Allah be his uh, helper, mm-hmm. when he mentioned that they have to have one voice, this, that's very important. Meaning to have one voice, that means not only to have a voice and to raise voice against uh, Israel and or against this uh, transgression. It was, that means if they have one voice, that means they will have one body and one action. Yeah. And uh, they are not able to do that. Unfortunately, they were not, they were not able even to make, even you can say to, uh, to waive or to suggest uh, some sanctions or yeah. some sort of actions against Israel. And that was really very disappointing mm. for uh, the, the, the people who were watching. And at that time, you know, the, the death toll was almost reaching uh, to more than 11,000 yeah. of, uh, uh, of civilians, uh, of innocent uh, women and children mainly. Almost 70% were uh, innocent uh, or, uh, let's say, uh, women and children. Mm. And that didn't uh, make any change unfortunately, and Israel, after this summit, uh, continued uh, its transition, and it looks like uh, maybe this transgression that gave it like carte blanche, that we are going to do whatever we would like, Mm. and we are not expecting anything from the Muslim uh, nations. Mm. I mean, this is exactly the, the point that you mentioned about sanctions. You know, we, we very recently, we know what's, you know, about the Ukraine and Russia situation, very quickly, all the Western nations were able to put sanctions yeah. uh, straight away on, on, on Russia. But yeah. in this instance, there is no unity, as you mentioned. Not a single sanction. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some so-called Muslim countries still trading, still selling, you know, uh, resources, oil, all of these things. And there, mm-hmm. there, is, there is so much that can be done mm. in order to, you know, just make the point clear that we are not going to be happy to trade, we're not going to be happy to have these kind of relations if you are going to uh, marginalize, marginalize and, and kill civilians like that. They, so there are things that they can do, right? Yeah, yes, actually, even, uh, and let's say, uh, solely, which means for each country, if they just decided, for example, Turkey, 
uh, Turkey actually uh, can stop the oil, just only Turkey, for example. And you know the, the position of uh, Erdogan. Uh, he was, let's say, uh, verbally, he gave a very strong uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, speeches or something like that against this. But unfortunately, he's not doing anything on the ground. Yeah. And one of the parliaments in uh, Turkey actually criticized that. He said, <laughs> for example, the Israeli pilots are trained in our country and the food of the Israeli soldiers is coming from our country mm. and the oil of the tanks is coming from our country. So you can immediately uh, seize this and stop this and this will give a very immediate yeah. uh, uh, result uh, on, yeah. uh, on this. So unfortunately, actually, even uh, for leaders like, for example, Erdogan, who uh, the people, actually, the Muslim, the Muslims, uh, they they think uh, he's uh, he's able, or at least he speaks much better than others. Yeah. Still, they are not doing anything. And for the oil, you know, the oil, the immediate, I mean, immediately the oil is coming from Turkey now. Yeah. But the oil, the oil of the world, the whole of Europe and the whole of America. I, more than 80% of this oil comes from the Arab uh, yeah, uh, exactly. uh, Gulf states. And if you remember, uh, I mean, um, in general, the, the, in history, in 1973, when the Arabs decided to stop uh, sending oil or stop exporting oil to United States and European countries, actually, that uh, compelled them uh, to stop the uh, Israelis and uh, to put an end for the war at that time. And it was really very, very strong action by the Arabs. But it looks like the Americans or the, the Muslims decided this is not going to happen again. The problem with the Muslims, actually, the Muslim leaders, they don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. They, uh, are, they don't have confidence and uh, and each other and uh, they prefer to have better and strong relations with americans and europeans and instead of having good relations or uh, very solid relations with their britain so they think by this they will secure themselves and secure their uh, countries but Mm -hmm. unfortunately actually that made them all like a slave they are enslaved by uh, by the 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 western nations uh, western Mm -hmm. countries uh, mainly America, the United States, and that put them and put the whole Muslim nation in a very embarrassing situation. Exactly, yeah. and also just 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 pondering over what, what what you have said. What it seems like is from a lot of the Muslim leaders, it's, it's basically just a lip service because we know that there's a lot of public pressure. We know certain countries, there there can't be any protests. We know in certain Arab countries, there there's a very strict, you know, UAE and the you know. In let's say uh, Riyadh or, or Saudi Arabia, we don't see any sort of protest where we, because we know they have a very the government has a very strong hold. People can't really voice their opinions. The you know, the mm-hmm. point I'm trying to make here is these strong statements, and I think the Muslim world has the Muslim people have gone beyond that and they realize that all of these statements that are being made is just to it's just to water down and dilute the the public pressure that's being placed in what the Muslims mm-hmm. feel. And the Israelis understand this very clearly as well that all of this is just a lip service to water down and to, you know, sort of calm down the public pressure that's there. Whereas in reality, they don't really care. And this is where they can do whatever they want, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, In action, practically, we don't see anything happening whatsoever. So so I think, exactly. uh, 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 so it's a state of, of, although a believer is never hopeless, but what is the solution mm-hmm. now, Tamim uh, Sahib? What is the solution? Because we have seen 
the toppling of governments hasn't brought about any solution you know within the middle east that has also created more chaos you have within the muslim people you have two fractions you know one that are saying you have to come stand up and speak against the leader and and, and you have others that say no you have to obey the leader so 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 in that circumstance what what is the message that you want to give to the muslim world what is it that they can do in their own capacity because one of the things that we you know the khalifa has been speaking about is praying you know praying to allah and all of these things and actually changing yourself mm-hmm. first as well so just 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 mm-hmm. on that note you know ending it what message would you like to give to the muslim world that are listening Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, subhanAllah, it looks like Allah wants to prove to the people that there is no way except to accept the uh, person who Allah has sent and commissioned mm-hmm. for unifying Ummah and return it back to, to him and return it back to glory to, and to, uh, to, to, to let this Muslim uh, Ummah to lead the whole world by its uh, morals and uh, to um, let the, the son of Islam to uh, shine again and to give the world again you know these morals and uh, these ethics which are now disappearing from the world uh, so um, it is proven day by day that the muslims are helpless are um, you know they, they are not able to do anything mm-hmm. they have great resources great potential but uh, they are still unable to use anything to sustain themselves or to help themselves or uh, to stop any type of aggression against uh, themselves. Actually, really, actually, this is part of, uh, let's say, this is, you can say, a very sad point in the history of the Muslim Ummah. When the women and the children of the Muslim Ummah are slaughtered very cruelly and massacred uh, under the eyes of the Muslims and the Muslims are uh, helpless, are not able to do anything. Mm. That's maybe one of the, you can say, very sad and very dark points in the history of Muslim Ummah. And day by day, the Muslim uh, people, uh, the Muslim uh, average people, actually, they lose uh, confidence uh, in the leadership. And not only the political leadership, but also the religious leadership. Because, mm. uh, unfortunately, the, the, the Muslim uh, clergy or the the Muslim institutions uh, I mean from religious religious Muslim institutions institutions they became actually maybe much worse than the political uh, the, the politicians they were very you can say hypocrite and they are just uh, you can say they are serving the politicians in a very embarrassing way uh, so the Muslims, uh, day by day, they understand where is the real voice of Islam. And the voice of Islam, the real voice of Islam, is only the voice of the Khilafah, of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And this is growing day by day. So finally, and as you mentioned, by the way, subhanAllah, even if this is a very big disaster, and uh, we are very sad uh, to see the casualties. And for me, actually, from personal level, for personal level, not for me, also for millions of Jordanians here. Yeah. This is uh, these people who are killed. They are family members. They are not. Uh, they are not even, you know, just uh, uh, other Arab brothers in another uh, country. They are just. They are family members. Mm. But finally, Subhanallah, Allah creates goodness out of this. And as you mentioned, the the whole world started to see the resilience and the, uh, how the, the, the Muslims 
they are accepting and uh, uh, they are acting uh, in uh, an amazing way while they are killed and they are losing their loved ones, loved children, loved wives, husbands, mm-hmm. all of these things. And by the way, uh, finally, they are just saying, Inna lillahi wa inna we are belonging to Allah and we are going back to Him. And uh, that created in the West, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, some sort of very good uh, advertisement for Islam, this, the propagation for Islam, because the people uh, they have seen uh, how these people are acting in this disaster and this uh, genocide, which is uh, currently uh, going on and increasing and uh, increasing day by day, uh, they are having this very good example. And uh, that's really, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, we could say, as Allah mentioned in the Quran, uh, always there might be goodness coming of, uh, of evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, finally, you know, the glory and the uh, triumph and the victory will be eventually for Islam. Inshallah. And Islam will prevail, will prevail not by swords and by, uh, by uh, weapons and, uh, and by military actions. Uh, it will prevail by uh, its teachings and uh, by the good examples of Muslims. So may Allah grant the Muslim Ummah the wisdom and affairs of the leaders actually to know exactly uh, what they have to do mm-hmm. and to uh, make them uh, think to restore or at least, you know, to have some sort of uh, coordination between themselves. Not only yeah, we are, let's say, when we say they should be unified, that's very important, but I mean, even the co- the cooperation between themselves is missing. Uh, that's really very sad. So, inshallah, may Allah change these uh, situations to the uh, to the best. Inshallah, Jazakallah. Thank you very much, uh, Tamim Abdullah, uh, for joining Allah, us. Jazakumullah, brothers. May Allah bless you. Thank you for having me. May Allah bless you too. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number to call. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tragic and it's uh, extremely. It is s- sad. Uh, it is. I mean, you can see mm-hmm. um, minute by minute update on mm. online, um, and it's uh, unbelievable. You know, as you were mentioning just recently, and I'm reading just now, the Israeli army has intensi- intensified its bombardment of Gaza, hitting you know areas of Jabali- Jabalia in the north, Khan, uh, north, and to Khan Yunus in south. Um, you know, to also the UN Secretary General who invoked recently the Article mm. 99 on Gaza. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, uh, on the basis of humanitarian collapse. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. And 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 he's basically said that you know um, he's basically urging the mm. UN Security Council to actually act on the war in Gaza. But I, I briefly want to mention this, and I think <clears throat> us seeing what we are seeing right on our screens, and you know, it may look like to the to the um, you know, apparently it may look like that Israel has this victory, but the reality is, and history serves as a a, a, a compelling testament mm. to this inherent, um, you know, self-diminishing nature of oppression. That oppression inherently diminishes itself. It has never survived. Mm. Yes, there has never been the case that oppression, you know, came out victorious. Yeah. And you would see in this case as well, you know, time and time again, societies have borne witness to the, you know, fleeting triumphs of oppressive uh, regimes, only to observe the eventual decline and demise. 
And so oppression by its very nature, you know, corrodes the foundations of justice, equality and human dignity. The reality is, um, Safir, that people deep down that can't even speak about this issue know what wrong is or where wrong is. Yes, they they have complications and they have and, and they have issues with regards to their jobs and all of these different things and people are being cancelled, and that's the reality. But the but the truth is clear. I mean, it's 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 day and mm. night, right? And this is a time. I think this is a time where your your character truly, you know, this is the definition of your character. Mm. This is a time for you to do something. This is what His Holiness was saying. It's not just about shouting and and and, and screaming on top of your lungs, but yeah. to do what you can effectively. Sometimes. Doing it silently does things that you know you can't do just by shouting on streets. Yes, that records your protests and that records that you know th- these people stand for you know for justice and stand for uh, you know e- e- equal rights. But there are times where your personal connections, and this is where you see that even the Jewish uh, you know people themselves, you know the, the different rabbis have come out and spoken against issues. They said this is not in our name. Right, and this is we have to be clear that this is this uh, is not the Jew, uh, Jewish, Jewish issue. versus Islam this is, issue. This yeah, is this, a Zionist, uh, and this agenda, is what the yeah. what some of people would want to try to make this into, yeah. to to turn the two religions against one yeah, another. Yeah, because here, here, even here, even in Israel, those people who are, you know, really religious Jewish people, yeah, they have stood up against it. And even they have been persecuted by the you know right wing government exactly. and their uh, uh, followers. So even here in the UK, you've had Jewish people come out against it. So it's it's very similar to how extremism is exactly. in, in in different. Like remember, whenever there is a terrorist attack or terrorist incident, and um, you know Muslims come out and condemn it, they they come out and say this is wrong. You know this is not yeah. this shouldn't be happening. In the same way, this is you know people. Uh, uh, this has been put into a bracket of anti-Semitism yeah. to criticize the oppression, which is not true. Mm. It is not anti-Semitism to criticize the oppression what uh, the oppression, uh, exactly. the oppressive uh, regime is doing. Yeah. And then this is something that is uh, that Jewish people in this country, as well as in other other places in the world, are united against. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we we can only hope we can only hope and pray with regards to what we've spoken about the Muslim leaders and what we need to do in terms of. In terms of in terms of going forward, what we have seen so far is just is merely lip service, nothing more than lip service, a mere condemnation, which does nothing whatsoever. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number to call. You can also tweet at Voice of Islam UK. Now, when we talked about UK Muslim leaders, um, virtually and and really, it's. Uh, kind of hopeless uh, the situation right now where they don't have a unified voice and this is something that the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has over 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 again called on mm-hmm. Muslim countries you know have be united uh, have a united voice if you stand up united these people will not be able to do this you yeah. know and uh, you know you see that with the with, with Iraq you see that with Libya, you see that with Syria, you see that in so many of these countries because of the lack of unity, because of the lack of uh, righteousness as yeah. well to fix their own issues and also to uh, stop foreign countries from you know yeah, invading, uh, invading and uh, and and uh, and uh, interfering with with their uh, politics. This is what is ha- happened now with the state of uh, Muslim countries. But let's have a look at some of the, some small positives, right? Yeah. For example, the leaders from the Muslim community in various uh, swing states uh, in the United States have announced their intention on Saturday to withdraw their support for 
President Joe Biden coming mm-hmm. up to the election. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are small things, but these things do also add up. Add up. They they have a little bit of you know um, impact. And this decision was made during a conference in suburban Detroit, where uh, they cited Biden's refusal to call for a ceasefire in Gaza as the primary reason. Democrats in Michigan actually have cautioned the White House. So they are also picking up on this and they're highlighting mm-hmm. concerns that uh, Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas conflict might lead to a loss of support within the Arab-American community, potentially influencing the outcome of 2024 presidential election. So when it comes to elections and the political leaders, then that becomes a, 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 a an important issue for them. But these, these are just some examples, right, that you can see... Um, um, that that could potentially uh, make a difference, but as as we've already discussed, you know, you need you need unity beyond that. You need unity on much bigger scale. Yeah. Um, and as uh, as we spoke to, uh, you know, um, our, our first guest as well, that yeah. there needs to be concrete actions uh, and and a strong stand against oppression. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 clear that this is a a collective punishment. As we've been saying from the very beginning, uh, it, it is a collective pun- punishment from the fact that, um, you know, no, you can claim that you're, you know, just on CNN, they were saying mm. that Israeli military claims that um, they have killed uh, two, two civilians killed for every Hamas militant. This is this is this is and that ra- ra- ratio. The way, is, do you know how many people have been killed? We, we were just speaking about this yeah. before. So 10,000 plus people have been killed. Those that have been recorded there. Mm. Now, there are people still under the rubble. And they are, they are, now the hospitals are saying you, you the dead cannot these, be... These, these numbers are from the hospitals. Hospital, those people the who have arrived in hospital, arrived in hospital pronounced hospital. dead. And now the right? hospitals are saying you don't mm. bring those who have passed away, don't yeah. bring them to the hospital because where are they going to... There's no capacity, do with yeah. Yeah, to, to, just to bury them, mm. right? There and then. So, so the point they're trying to make here is whatever the numbers are, ha- have you or I have seen the same amount of numbers being confirmed with regards to the Hamas, Hamas fighters being killed? Mm. No. When you when when you've bombed hospitals, when you've bombed you know refugee camps, what is it that you can say? What is it that you you can say in your defense? I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's as clear as day and night. It's clear, and and they you know the other side of people oppressing Israel keep saying that this these numbers are Hamas numbers, but yeah. these numbers are verified by the UN. Exactly, you know who who's operating there in schools in hospitals, mm-hmm. and for for us to be just debate over the numbers, but you don't see. The pictures, don't you see the pictures? How mm-hmm. many children are dying? How many people are, are suffering? That in itself should be enough for for world leaders to stand up and say, look, stop this. You know, let's figure out. It's not working. This, uh, even the the, the, the US, uh, yeah. no, US official said that even if Israel wins this war, it will be a strategic defeat. Mm. Because you mentioned about, you know, the casualties, how many people have uh, have been killed, martyred. It's 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 not going to solve anything. It's yeah, not going to create the question love is, and the peace. question is what's yeah. the purpose? Yeah. If 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 the, if if the purpose is to drive out this two million population or whatever the numbers are into the Sinai Desert, yeah. then which by the way they have said right, the, which the, which have yeah. clearly said, then for them how is it a strategic defeat? Mm. Right, it might not be because from from their perspective is some is is clearly something else, and that has also raised you know issues and concerns oppression for the people that are living in the West Bank the yeah. people that are living in Jerusalem those Muslims that are living there what what are they going through right what is their fault so I think this this entirety the entire situation at this current moment is 
someone mentioning that they've actually seen the pulse of the Muslim world. They've seen the pulse that there's mm-hmm. nothing really remaining in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dead, yeah. right? And that's why one of the Muslims who, you know, um, who, who had his family martyred, he said that, tell the Muslim countries not to offer f- funeral prayers for us. He says, we are alive and you are dead. And so this is this is the reality for for, 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 yeah. the, for for the Palestinian people, that they they from their perspective, mm. it's it's very clear, it's very clear that that whatever the case is, they're giving this sacrifice and they understand the purpose behind it. Yeah. And on top of this, they're thanking Allah, mm. they're, they're thanking God, for whatever's happening. It's beyond comprehension, and that's the reason why a lot of people who have, for the first time have, have picked up the Quran, they've picked up the scripture and they've started to read it. Yeah. To understand what is it that gives these people so much resilience, yep. right? And 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 you, of course, you know, alluding to so many, you know, conversions that are also yep, um, twenty thousand people almost, uh, who kind of is the number that's coming out, but it's possibly and likely much more than that. Uh, let's go to our second guest. We have uh, Reem Shikiri with us, uh, who is. Uh, um, you know, no stranger to our Voice of Islam radio station. She's been with us many times before. Uh, she witnessed the ineffectiveness of Muslim leaders during wartime in Syria as well, and uh, she's a Syrian. Joining us, uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon you, and welcome again to the Drive Time Show. Jazakallah for joining us. Sister, as a Syrian, have you experienced the support of the Muslim Ummah? And its leaders mm-hmm. uh, clearly not during the uh, country's time of trouble. And yeah. why is that? You know, Arab and Muslim leaders involved, in fact, in various ways during the Syrian conflict, uh, providing sometimes humanitarian aid or diplomatic support or military assistance, but to different factions. So what I mean is that each one of them was supporting a different faction on the ground according to their geopolitical interests which of course led to an increase in the division of the Syrian fabric, which began to wear out little by little till Syria turned into what it is now. In terms of the loss of souls, the destruction of the infrastructure, the collapse of the economy and the migration of millions of Syrians. Right. And even today, I think, even even at this time, Mm -hmm. Syria is also uh, occasionally bombed, right? Uh, yeah, from, of course, from uh, before, before the current conflict uh, of uh, Gaza, so they were uh, in the north. Yeah. They were, till now, bombed, you know, in uh, in the Syrian part of Syria, uh, on the northern part of Syria. Hmm. And also many civilians and many children are being killed every day. Right. But unfortunately, no media coverage for that at all. Yeah, uh, and, and similarly with uh, Lebanon as well. Um do you think there is any hope of of these uh, things changing? Do you, do you see, because of what is happening in Palestine, what is happening in, in, in Gaza, what is happening in West Bank, do you think this this will maybe change uh, the Muslim mm-hmm. leaders or do you think it will not change unless they... No, this is not something new, you know. This is, uh, since I was born, <laughs> I had the same situation and the mm. same... And every time there is conflict between Israel or Lebanon, Israel, Syria, Israel, Egypt. So whenever there is any conflict in the area or civil war, this is the case of the Muslim leaders, unfortunately, especially the Arab leaders. So they have no unified voice, no unified decision. Absolutely. And also, um, you know, being an Ahmadi Muslim uh, and having His Mm -hmm. Holiness um, 
as 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 a guide and his guiding guidance through all the hardships that we see how much has his help meant during you know during the syrian you know crises but i know specifically with regards to the palestinian one where mm-hmm. we where we had a had a letter or you know a statement from our brothers there and he, where they mentioned that his holiness speaking about this in khutbah and you ahmed is here speaking about us don't think that this is something small you know it, it, it really gives us courage so what would you say on that so regarding first syria you know his holiness the caliph was the only islamic leader who devoted several complete friday sermons talking about the situation in syria and the countries of the so-called arab spring uh, from a purely islamic standpoint as he mentioned in detail the rights and the de- duties of the citizens and the rights and the duties of the leaders in accordance to the teachings of islam so if they had listened to him at the at the time they would have saved a lot of bloodshed and saved their countries from destruction and economic co- collapse and they would have kept people safe in their homelands as for palestine he always reminds of the islamic solution that called for peace between all sides and that all innocent lives are sacred mm. and from day one of this conflict his holiness called for uh, de-escalation for the de-escalation of the palestinian israeli war and uh, he stated for example in the first friday sermon even in a state of war islam does not permit the killing of women children elderly and innocent civilians <clears throat> the holy prophet muhammad peace and the blessings of allah be upon him gave strict instructions against doing so in the recent escalation of the war hamas made the first move and attacked israeli uh, citizens leaving aside for a moment the fact that innocent people have been unjustly killed by the israeli army muslims should ensure that they always adhere to the teachings of islam he further stated in these circumstances the muslims should at least realize their responsibility and should pay heed they must set aside their differences and must establish their unity in order to better their relationships with the people of the book if allah has given the commandment to the muslims to call them towards a world equal between us and you by uniting over the unity of god the muslims who have the same creed should unite between themselves even more so by setting aside their differences they should ponder over this and should establish their unity this is the only way of removing injustice from the world and fulfilling the obligation of justice and of establishing the rights of the oppressed in order to to do so the muslims must raise a strong voice in union while uh, coming together for those that are down children across the world hmm. such a beautiful message and uh, such a powerful one as well and one that makes sense one that really is uh, going to make uh, a situation of peace uh, prevail um just lastly um i wanted to ask you that obviously there are many muslims who are around the world who are not ahmadis they they're not you know following uh, the wise uh, words of the caliph as you mentioned uh, yeah. they are of the thinking that muslims should should boycott you know israeli products they should mm-hmm. uh, you know raise up uh, arms or they should uh, go fight they should mm-hmm. uh, resort to some kind of violence uh, this is not the islamic teaching is it of course not you know ahmadi muslims believe first and foremost in the power of supplication So in any unfortunate and, and sad matter, they turn to the, uh, those steps of God Almighty and they also try their best to make their voices heard 
by the politicians and decision makers in the respective in their respective countries and in peaceful ways that uh, do not lead to chaos or division. They are all of one opinion while we see other Muslims unfortunately divided and not united by a single opinion or single leader. Mm. Absolutely. Jazakallah, uh, Reem, thank you so much uh, for thank joining you. us. Thank you uh, for having you. me. Jazakallah. Walaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. 0208687 is the number to call. I think, you know, when you look at social media and when you talk to uh, to people and you see the, you know, for example, the protests that have been happening uh, and so many Muslims also have, have gone to the protest and you... When you hear the opinion of people that they they don't really have a solution or they don't know what to do, but by the grace of Allah, we as Ahmadi Muslims we know what to do, and this is what the Caliph, the worldwide head of the Ahmadi Muslim community, has said that we need to pray, and he said even that we should try to every day in every uh, prayer or at least one uh, prayer dedicated to the people of Palestine yep. and pray for them because I think this is something that. Some people might say, oh, what prayers, what are they going to do? They're yeah. not going to do anything. You need to resist. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's not working. Yeah. You need prayers. You need to, and you need to self-reflect. And I think as a Muslim, you need to look into yourself and see what are the signs of things happening around. And, and for the last, you know, 100, 200 years, you can see that the events of the world are moving to such a yeah. speed that it's fulfilling the signs that the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that at that time, yeah. these things will happen. Conflicts will happen. Wars will happen. Earthquakes will happen uh, in, 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 in frequency. And, and yeah. the, all of these things, you know, world wars, all of these things will remind us yeah. that this is the time that some kind of guidance no from Allah is bound to I think to there is no doubt, doubt from, from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community's perspective um, that the eschatology or the end of times, you know, that has been prescribed mm. and told by the Prophet peace upon him, they are very, very clear and we see them fulfilling in front of our eyes, right? For instance, when the Prophet told us, la yadani, la, la yadani li right? That the Holy Prophet peace be upon him said that nobody will be able to fight them or resist them. This is a categorical statement of the Prophet and we see it happening, meaning that the prophecy has been fulfilled. And therefore, why would it be the case then that you would take the opposite approach to what the Prophet is saying, right? But there's one thing I do want to mention is uh, what our previous guest was, guest was mentioning with, with regards to coming to a common term between Muslims and all other faiths. Ya Ahlul Kitab, Ta'alu ila kalimatin wahida. Come to you know a single word that we believe in one God. The reality is that those Jews who do believe in one God, and, and you know th- those who do believe in this, uh, you know this this compassion of God do come forward and speak against this injustice. But those who don't, it's, it's very clear. And who are those people? And this is, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, contemporary or, uh, you know, one of the Israeli historians of, of this time, uh, Ilian Pape, he, he said something very interesting. He said, most Zionists don't believe that God exists, but they do believe that he promised them Palestine. Mm. Right? So the idea that you, 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 don't, you don't really believe in God if, if you look into the statistics with regards to Israel in itself, that uh, you know, the rise of atheism and and where it stands as a country, you will know there's no such concept of that. And many of the people that you know that are, that claim to be Zionists, they themselves, they're not very religious to be honest with you. They're not mm. orthodox, but it's just that that land was promised to us, right? Mm. Um, 
I mean, the reality is this, uh, Safir, that, that yes. It's, it's a situation di- where you kind of use religion for your own advantage, for, for, for political, for your geopolitical yes, gains. That's, that, that's what it is. You use eth- ethnicity when, when, when it suits you. You, yeah. you use religion when it suits you, right? But, but I think we must highlight that, that this is, and we, we've said this before, this is not a Jew versus, Jewish versus an Islamic issue. Hmm. Judaism was an Islamic issue because we know from history and we've done programs, numerous programs yeah. here as well on on, yeah. on on Voice of Islam. You've you did a program here where Muslims and Jews and Christians have lived together peacefully. in that land yeah. peacefully for a very very long yeah. time. Yes, there's been incidents in the past, right? But there's never been a case where in a month or so, hundred, uh, you know, ten thousand plus people were killed, right? With with with, with just with this impunity. Right where you're just dropping bombs from your, you know, you press a button and you obliterate the, you know, entire neighborhood. I mean, that's never been the case. What kind of belief in God would you have to to be able to do that? You certainly don't have a belief uh, in in God when you do that, because if you believe in God, then you believe in His attribute of mercy, or you believe to at least be merciful to people. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, we see that there is no mercy and. It's not something that we're saying. You know, you have to, as as many uh, yeah. p- very uh, spokes, uh, prominent spokes uh, people of um, uh, of Palestine have said that you just listen to what the Israeli government is saying. They themselves have said that we will not show mercy. They themselves yeah. have said that uh, we are fighting animals. You know, these are subhumans. It's not about precision, it's about damage. It's about damage. So, so statements like this are very, very and clear I, as I to what the, intention, uh, what the intention is. It's beyond our understanding how Western nations can just simply sit and agree or just, you know, support and even not resist, not even challenge, yeah. uh, you know, these people who are committing such crimes. I mean, it's very important, and we've always said it on Voice of Islam, that we do not support any kind of violence. We don't yeah. support, uh, you know, rockets being uh, hurled at Israelis. <coughs> we don't support bombs being dropped at uh, Palestinian people. What we want is peace for everyone. And it is very much possible because the Islamic teachings tells you to live in peace and harmony. And history has shown that Jews, Muslims, Christians, as you mentioned, yeah. in the Holy Land, lived peacefully together. So it's not about... Uh, the last point, yeah, I think yeah, very important to mention, this is a Quranic prophecy. Allah has mentioned that his his ard in the ard yarithuha ibadiya salihun that it will be the righteous people that would that would inherit this land and the promised Messiah peace be upon him spoke about this as well and he said that the word that Allah has used is not yamliku right yamliku has a different connotation that you take over a land hmm. and from a historical perspective we've known from the you know from the from the time of when the Jews actually were brought into the land there's been different empires people have yeah. taken over that land mm-hmm. but ultimately he says it will be my righteous servants who would inherit this land. And this is where I think the Muslim world really need to think whether do they fulfill that prophecy or not? Are they are they conditioned in that place where they will be inheriting that land? Now, yes, these these uh, you know people have been giving sacrifices and stuff. You know uh, the you know the people of Palestine, but as as a large ummah, mm. we have a responsibility, right? Whatever they they've done their test, right? They've passed their test. Whatever whatever they had to give, they've done it. Whereas the others, the leaders, the other Muslim countries, their silence, they all be answerable to God yeah, for it, absolutely. right? And us sitting here, what is it that we can do in our capacity? Not just speaking about it, praying, as you praying, were saying, yes. one, one, of the, one, one of the most important things, and fixing our affairs. And then having a strong voices, you know, having strong voices where, you know, really, uh, you know a difference can really be made. Mm, absolutely. And there is a, a saying of the Holy Prophet, very beautiful about leadership. And he said, shall I not inform you of the best of your leaders and the worst of them? 
The best of them are those whom you love and they love you. You supplicate for them and they supplicate for you. And the evilest of your leaders are those who hate you and you hate them and they curse you and you curse them. So this is a food for thought for all leaders across the world. We're coming up to the news. You're listening to Voice of Islam radio station. This is The Drive Time Show. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to The Drive Time Show here on Voice of Islam radio station. Um, so uh, in the last hour we were talking about uh, the current situation in uh, Palestine uh, in Gaza and uh, the lack of leadership uh, and the lack of voice from uh, Muslim leaders. And now we're off to the second topic. Um, we're going to talk about the purpose of life. What is the purpose of life? Um, after nine months of uh, such perfect and intricate development, a human being is finally born into the world. It takes time. It takes nine months. It's very hard to believe that after so many efforts, um of uh, bringing a you know a, li- a person to life um it should be without a purpose or um you know the capabilities you look at the way allah the almighty has god almighty has created mankind uh the faculties uh the brain uh the potential uh it certainly has a purpose it must have a purpose it cannot be that a human being is born without a purpose. So what is that purpose? That is what we are looking at today. Uh, according to you, what do you think your purpose of life is? Uh, you know, people have different views on this and uh, we're welcome to uh, to listen to, to to all of those views, really. You can give us a call, 0208-687-7878 is the number to call. Um, many people have, you know, heard of being feeling a void within themselves. Or they are searching something. Yeah. They feel that they are not fulfilling any purpose in life. They feel that they're lacking something. They're just living. They're just surviving. They're just going day by day in a routine where they wake up, they go to work, they earn money, they come home, they have food, they sleep. That's it. They feel like they, they need to understand, they need to see something else in life. So many people have this question. Uh, or a lot of people have dissatisfaction from life. They're looking for something. And sometimes they look for, for a different options to, you know, fulfill their satisfaction, to mm. uh, get their satisfaction from. In Islam, in, in, in our religion, we are taught that this satisfaction comes with recognizing God Almighty, recognizing your purpose of life. In the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty says, uh, that I have surely created man and jinn for the purpose that they should worship me. So that is what we're going to look at. So according to Islam, the purpose of our life is to worship God. But does what does worship mean? Um, and Rahil, if I can come to you, does, does worship mean that we only pray, uh, go to the mosque, offer our, our five daily prayers, or read the Holy Quran, or pray to Allah the Almighty, uh, five times a day. Does that mean we have fulfilled our purpose of life? Um, not necessarily, because I think um, when we talk about Islam as a religion, we're, t- we're talking about fundamentally what the collective teaching is, what Allah the Almighty has told us. It's a beautiful verse that you, you just presented about, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's from chapter 51, verse 57. 
and the word abd you know in the in the arabic language is is, is translated to as a, you know as uh, as slave or or, or or someone who serves right mm-hmm. um but if you combine this verse with another verse of the holy quran which I want to present which is chapter 39 verse 30 it's a beautiful parable that allah almighty presents in, it's in surah az-zumur verse 30 where allah allah says daraballahu mathalan rajulan that allah sets forth a parable right you know, a man of 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 a man, Rajulan fihi shuraka umutashakisun, that a man belonging to several partners, Rajulan salamali Rajulin, right? Um, so so there's a man who has several partners disagreeing with one another, and a man belonging wholly to one man. Hmm. He says, Hal yastaviyani mathala? Are they both equal in condition? Alhamdulillahi bal akhtharuhum la yalamun. All praise belongs to Allah, but most of them know not. Meaning that we as individuals. If we are not abd, meaning slave to the creator, then we will be slave to our desires. We will be slave to other men who are above us. Mm. You know, we will be we we will be slave to, slave to you know materialistic things that are around us. Now, does Islam prohibit the use of you know materialistic means or, or pursuing in them or excelling in them? No, that's not the case. And the Promised Messiah peace be upon him also said that the purpose of life, as the verse that you presented, is to recognize God. It is, it is to build that relationship with him. And then after that, every action of yours is worship. You know, and, and to the extent that Prophet peace be upon him said that if you even put a morsel in your wife's mouth, you know, then that is also worship because you're, do, you're doing this for the sake of God. And I think this is where this goes beyond when you start doing things for God. It goes beyond whether it's charity, whether it's anything. It goes beyond two, two things, you know, just on the top of my mind. One, is, one thing is expectation of return. So I do some, uh, some some goodness to Safir, I expect something in return. And I say to Safir, I did this mm. at a particular time, why don't you do this? Yeah. And this is the first level of, you know, in Allah, Ya'muru bil adl. I was thinking about that verse, actually. I was going right? to mention it to you, but you mentioned it. Very that, that nice. Allah commands you to do justice. Yeah. And then ihsan. Yeah. Right? And then and then to treat people like you treat your loved ones, your kindred, like yeah. your children. Yeah. You don't want anything in return. And mm. the example that the Prophet Sallallahu gave is that of a mother. Right? So this is the beauty of Islam that you have that the, the reward is not um, expected from a human being, mm. right? Your reward is with Allah the Almighty and you do it for His sake yep. alone. And when you have that and, the, and, then, and when you come out of that expectation element, then you're at peace. Yeah. You know, Allah says that you're, you know, you're at peace, that the soul is at peace, right? In, in whatever condition it may be. And we were just discussing the issues, issue mm. of Palestinian people. Mm. Right, food, no, no, no roof on top of the head. Have lost the family. You're sitting there on the street. Think about it. What goes through the mind of that father that's buried his children, and he's alone. He has to live this life now. Just think about it. Mm. Take two minutes to sit there and think about it. Put yourself in that in that situation. Yeah. What is it that can take take you? Up? People become suicidal. Mm. Think yeah. about people will become. He he has no means to live. Either he becomes suicidal, or he has an option of joining the resistance, or you know. You know, uh, creating chaos. Yeah. That, that's another option for him. Yeah. Or the third, he says that 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 Allah has promised me that I will try you. Mm. from fear. Well, you know, well, Jew yeah. with hunger. hunger. You know, a loss of wealth. Yeah. Uh, and not just that. Well, well, Yeah. So that loss of life, even. Mm. So now these are the people that when it is their behavior, it is their reaction to these. This suffering and this loss that shows what tr- what true believer and abd is as, as we're speaking about this issue. And as you mentioned, what do they say? 
that for us God is enough and he is mm-hmm. the best of carers and, and to, these to Allah people, we belong and to, to Allah we belong return. and to him shall we return simple this is they have achieved their purpose of life you could say it's so profound mm. i mean look we 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 utter these words and at times you know we hear about people's passing away yeah. here and there and you yeah. know and all the past away we say this word inna lillahi but you truly understand when you when you look at these people uttering it when someone your own family your father someone passes away and when that comes out this 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 word there's that's when it truly there's a different meaning to that isn't it there's a different meaning yeah. to that absolutely and uh, the the life of the holy prophet of islam prophet muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him was was such that another verse of the holy quran that explains it perhaps in salati wa nusuki wa mahiyaya wa mati lillahi rabbil alamin that all my prayers my everything i do living Mm, everything really is for the sake of allah so every part of his life you know him fulfilling his rights to his his uh, his uh, relations um, you know fulfilling his rights towards the orphans towards the needy um, you know uh, helping people um, guiding people uh, all that was for the sake of god so that is you know our our purpose of life as well that Yeah. You know when we wake up do we think that am I you know should I should I not be grateful for, for mm-hmm. to God almighty that I've been given another chance to 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 be alive many people die in their sleep many people don't have a chance to to see another day and that's <clears throat> that's what we find in the islamic teachings that literally for every act that you do throughout your day right you have some kind of prayers that remind yeah. you of that purpose right so for mm-hmm. example you wake up we wake up and and sometimes you forget this prayer but mm-hmm. so when we wake up we're supposed to pray and say you know t- give Thank thanks god. to uh, to god to allah that he has given us another chance after you know sleep after death we we have another mm-hmm. chance of life and then when you eat something you pray when you finish eating you pray when you go to the bathroom you do a prayer yeah, when you yeah. go out of the bath- bathroom you do a prayer you pray five times a day and then afterwards after you've done all of this you go to sleep <coughs> the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you should reflect mm. how did you spend your day what are you going to do tomorrow and finally you pray to allah you know so from an islamic perspective this is what what is defined as conscious living yeah. like you're living consciously exactly. uh, and you know your purpose and and where you're headed to and this is where you know setbacks don't really affect you because mm. you know the bigger purposes and this is why i was saying previously like yeah. it's been really difficult for me to understand mm. that f- as a non-believer how can i explain or understand the concept of justice in the hereafter let's say there's so many people suffering in this world that face injustice so, so, someone's killed and they get away with it mm. and we're yeah, seeing yeah. it happening in, in front of our eyes mm-hmm. a lot of people would mm-hmm. get away with it if there's if there's no recompense of that in the hereafter as the believers believe they believe in this judgment of god that's going to take place then what is the answer is 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 you know um, what is it what is the word the common phrase as i say rest in peace is that is that enough mm. you know so, so there's no answer from an atheistic perspective yeah. I, i i i think if so, if there is someone should call in and, ex- and explain to me yeah. what that that whereas rest in peace basically that that would mean that you you basically died and there's nothing now you can do yeah I mean you, there's nothing will you be will you be will you be uh, given justice there's no answer to that yeah so is this nothingness you came from mm. nothingness you're going into no- nothingness and the people that are suffering are after you they have to go through that all of the life but the, from the believers perspective from the muslims perspective he knows that this injustice is recompensed in in a way that the person who's uh, been been you know this injustice has been done upon is rewarded by allah right and they're looking forward to that reward one and the person who's done the injustice they know he will be punished yeah he will be punished 
and that punishment would be would be when we can't maybe we are not able to give the the just punishment in this world to that mm. person but god knows what but god just, knows yeah. what that just punishment is and so this this element of hope that that exists is some something that that that's been helping you know the people of gaza the people of palestine that are seeing you know their families being obliterated so i think this is this is what it is and i think of course purpose of life you know people might say it, it's just to be happy you know it's just to be uh, just to do good to others and all yep. of these things but from an islamic perspective of course it goes beyond and it goes way further as we've been explaining just absolutely. now absolutely uh, let's go to our first guest we have shireen uh, gul with us who is a holy quran teacher and a member of the ahmadiyya muslim community um as we know the holy prophet of islam said khairukum man ta'allama alquran wa allamahu the best among you are those who learn the holy quran and uh, teach it so mm-hmm. uh, shireen uh, assalamu alaikum peace be upon you welcome to the dark time show i think you have found your purpose in life right <laughs> Yes, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm quite humble and honored that this blessed opportunity came in my way. So jazakallah. So, uh, yes, coming back to your question, uh being an Ahmadi Muslim, alhamdulillah that I have been involved in multiple activities within the community. Um you know, I worked for different departments, whether it's educational department, it's welfare department, health and fitness department, publication department and many more. Mm-hmm. But when I became a part of this blessed divine project that's called the Bleach itself, mm-hmm. um outreach department and I fully involved myself into it, that eventually changed my life. That was a moment when I realized that you know this was something I wanted to do from the day one and that is actually the real purpose of my life. Um the humble effort of mine is you know and will be inshallah calling people towards Allah the Almighty and spreading true teachings of Islam the message of the Ahmadiyyat. Um Allah has been very very kind from the day one although uh, you know we all know that the bleak itself is not an easy thing to do uh, you may face many challenges or might face racism but then Allah has promised you that uh, whoever does a little effort from the end by sharing the message of Islam Allah the almighty shower his blessings and then yes he looked after everything else um so um you know that the real achievement achieve, achievement i had in my life and i have in my life recently that i managed to do uh, to make one of my non hindi contacts to do a bath alhamdulillah and this happened this Meaning year that you were able to convert them into ahmadiyat yes i i managed to convert one of my non hindi contact into ahmadiyat alhamdulillah and i think that's something um you know i achieved and that's the purpose of my life really um yeah you know in in this regard i'd like to uh, quote uh, you know one of the uh, addresses by hazrat khalifa musa rabi rahimullah uh, dated 28th of august 1987 where he stated that it's my desire day and night and uh, uh, i will remind you always as allah the almighty reminds me uh, that today the most important responsibility is to spread the message of allah the almighty and thus yes that i have found the purpose in my life mm-hmm. that's the fourth caliph of the amdiya muslim could you just just saying that for yes, the yes, for the english yes, listeners yes, yes, yes. um could i ask you the the friend that uh, you were able to or or was inspired to uh accept ahmadiyat what was what was the story behind it so um yes it's a very uh very very sweet and very beautiful story behind that i think uh, uh i had been in contact with one of my md contacts for last uh, few months i remember and then obviously the, you know i normally 
uh, invite many of my, uh, you know, contacts to multiple, uh, uh, you know, um, MGA communities uh, events such as interfaith events and, uh, uh, you know, the the peace symposium as well. And then obviously the last event she attended was uh, Pan African, which I think happened on 11th of November at Battersea Two. Uh, and after that, she showed her interest, you know, towards you know working as a volunteer in our community. Uh, but that obviously at that point of time, uh, she was moving uh, in, out of London around Stockport uh, near Manchester. And then she was very worried with the fact that how she would be in contact with us. And then I explained to her everything that, you know, Alhamdulillah, that our communities are uh, actually based all around the world. So you don't need to worry. And then obviously I had a chance to speak to, um, uh, you know, the, the, the president uh, of Stockport and then obviously he took that responsibility and made sure that everything fall in place and then obviously I kept in contact with her through literature like you know um, you know sharing literature like existence of God um, and uh, you know then I uh, shared the literature like you know Jesus in India she kept reading she kept you know understanding the concept of you know the Ahmadiyat and what we do as a community what you know what are our roles and stuff like that and I think one fine day uh, you know, she called me and she goes to me that, you know, um, I want to be a part of this community. I really want to go for it. And that's how the journey started. But I think, I personally think that the real journey starts, you know, now uh, that me Allah Ta'ala makes everything easy for her. And then, you know, she just, you know, stays firm in her own, uh, in a new divine path. Brilliant. And I wanted to ask you about the Holy Quran because you have the opportunity and uh, you're very blessed that you have the opportunity to teach uh, the Holy Quran, the Word of God to people, and uh, if if any person really uh, read the Holy Quran and all Muslims should, then they will easily understand what their purpose of life is. So, could you p- perhaps share some how 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 does people who do who do study the Holy Quran, how does that impact their life? Um, okay, there is a little correction I'd like to make here uh, that uh, I myself is a. Uh, teachers department supervisor where mm-hmm. I um, allocate teachers toward multiple courses uh, in Ittaka, International Tarimul Quran Academy. Mm-hmm. So we have multiple zones down there from Europe zone and, you know, uh, Canada zone and UK zone. And then obviously I myself assess the teachers in first place and then I do the tra- I do train them and then I, uh, you know, allocate them due course. So there's a little correction I'd like to yep. make here. I do not teach myself, but um, I must supervise it down there. Okay, all right. Um, thank you for that. Uh, finally, what role does faith play in helping people understand and uh, achieve the purpose of life? Because when you speak to uh, people from different faiths as well, uh, they understand also the concept of believing in God Almighty and believing and acting uh, uh, with with righteousness and also that they they, they have... Uh, you know, some kind of belief in uh, in 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 the day of judgment, or that they will be held responsible um, in the afterlife. Um, yeah, in relation to your question, I think faith is important because faith frames who we are, our existence, our values, um, our hopes, our dreams. Um, but through all the trials and tribulations, I think we might face. It's faith that gives us that helping hand. Um, it works. Uh, you know, it, it it works to guide us in the right direction, moving us towards and allowing us to discover our purpose in life. And this doesn't happen overnight. It's 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 a lifetime. You know, uh, let's say the struggle or something like that. Uh, 
faith can significantly impact our overall quality of life and uh, the sense of purpose, the force of hope and optimism, uh, where it encourages the healthy lifestyle and it develops the mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to influence our thoughts and emotions and actions uh, when we genuinely believe in our potential, uh, you know, towards our success. Uh, but obviously, like uh, I have uh, already mentioned previously, that uh, if uh, if I personally talk about th- that purpose, I think the divine path is uh, is something you have to achieve, and it's a lifetime commitment you have to do with Allah Taala, with Allah the Almighty, and then that's how it directs you towards the <coughs> success itself. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure sp- speaking to uh, Shreen Gul. Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. Alaikum. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number to call if you want to call and speak to us about your purpose of life and what you think uh, whether whether religion is is important to you whether it isn't important to you these are all the different uh, aspects that we want to be covering today um, according to an article published in Frontiers in Psychology modern life has a way of distracting people from their true goals and 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 many people find it hard to define their purpose of li- uh, purpose in life and interestingly enough it is it is mentioned in this same article that many people uh, seek to fill this void a- at an early age but that is completely unrelated to actually finding meaning and it is explained that many many times people are under the constant pressure of living up to the standards of a successful life as determined by the modern society which usually of course you know consists of simply showing the world their success but this hinders one of uh, you know one from following up to the deep felt values and passions and so in consequence people are often in need of a much more structured method of finding this this life purpose uh, you know every day there is one more thing in the market which is luring uh, more and more people into spend their money and purchase it. Uh, you know, all the greed in society really makes one question the role of wealth in a believer's life. Um, the Prophet Society, peace be upon him, you know, he beautifully explained this and summarized this concept um, uh, of wealth, summarized this universal truth of wealth in a statement once, and, in, and, and he wrote, uh, often the rich can do things that the poor and... Um, and the others can't. In in the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, the first caliph, who was a very skilled merchant, offered invaluable support when he became a Muslim, and he received the rank of truthful Siddiq. He was the closest companion of the Holy Prophet and became his first caliph. So when the when the time when the time came, uh, you know, the first caliph of Islam, as we know, Hazrat Abu Bakr uh, Siddiq, the truthful, um, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was ready to. Uh, part with, his, with with all his material asset in a heartbeat for a meaningful purpose. So the reality is that you know, from an Islamic perspective, of, oftentimes, Safir, what what happens is that when you're speaking about purpose of life from a religious perspective, uh, you know, to people, it it, it 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 really, you know, to some, it it, it sounds like a very pessimistic approach mm. of you know leaving the world and going to the mountains and living there and becoming a monk. You know, is that the purpose of Islam? Is that what Islam is saying, or does Islam actually? encourages you to excel in whatever field you're you're going into but then keeping in mind what your what your purpose is that this is not be all and end all hmm. which yeah. one is it yeah no it's uh, it's it's the one which has balance you mm. know 
that is the Islamic uh, view. And I think you mentioned the verses uh, beautifully in the beginning of the show that uh, Allah the Almighty has uh, enjoined us to observe justice, mm-hmm. take care of our uh, relatives, uh, take care of those people around us. So how do you do that? You have to do that with a sense of balance. The Holy Prophet of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, That's that was his life as well. He was married. You know, he had children and um, he he fulfilled the rights as a husband, as a father, as a leader of uh, of the Muslim, as also as a ruler of Medina. So he, all of these things, it was, was part and parcel of his life. And it wasn't like he was in, in a, yeah. sitting in a mosque and not doing anything else. So exactly. he was doing everything else. Exactly. That's exactly what uh, what our purpose of life as well is. I think, for example, there's a very good example of of this about uh, worship and uh, you know Islam is against this whole thing that you just uh, sit and pray all day and you do not uh, fulfill your daily uh, obligations. For example, there was one companion uh, which a complaint came to uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings of Allah be upon him that all he does is that he he prays uh, prays and prays. And uh, he puts his body uh, through very physical hardship and he doesn't give uh, due time to his family. And the Holy Prophet, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, told the companion off and told him that this is part of your worship to also look after them. So this is what Islam teaches, a balance in your life. Exactly. So without that balance, uh, the world cannot function. You need to eat. You need mm-hmm. to, you know, feed your family. You need to uh, live in a society. You li- need to deal with other human beings. And you know what? The easiest thing for somebody to do is just to sit some 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 uh, place and and you know pray. But it's yeah. not that you are challenged when you are put into situations. Mm. For example, we've talked about everything that's happening in the world, right? You're challenged in different positions as a human being. When you go out, when you work, uh, when you deal with other people, uh, when you have to. Uh, stay away from evil when you have to mm. uh, control yourself not to That's abuse test, other people yeah. when you have to control not to lie mm. in order to for, to gain some advantage these are tests mm. and these, these this is worship if you stay away from these things and Wonderful. you choose the right thing that is that is worship absolutely and there's there's so many examples i think uh, of actually because this question was actually asked asked to the prophet where you know certain certain companions or a companion came came and said look i just fast all day and mm. night right I mean, yeah. this example that you're giving yeah. and you wanted to it's, it's a different one but yeah, 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 yeah. similar yeah. day and night and there's uh, there's someone who said I, I all I want to do is just pray all night I want to go to the mountain and he said look God I'm a prophet of God right yeah. I fast and I eat okay I've got wives yet I go in seclusion and pray so so, so, so the balance and I think this is where the beauty this is what Allah called him Uswatun Hasana the best mm. of examples is is the more you delve into the life of the prophet you see how how simple and perfect that life was, right? Um, like like he asking his wife, Hazrat Aisha, do I have permission if I can pray a little bit more? Hmm. So he's asking that permission. That means that he knows that the, the, the wife and the, the family has a right. Exactly. But this, is, this, this was his example, uh, as you mentioned. So the purpose of life, uh, as we are speaking about, is, uh, is a very it, deep one. Is is a li- is a li- they say the purpose of life is a life of purpose. Right. Very good. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. And this is one of the things. Uh, so, so, so ident- identifying that purpose mm. is is it's because it's an ex- existential question. It's a question that that is Allah Taala tells us, right? He asked the souls, "Who is your Lord?" And they said, "Allah." So that that there's an inner desire for the soul, from our perspective, is to inquire about 
Why yeah. am I here? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of Ali? What's going to happen at the end? Because to me personally, to let's say very unbiased, put religion aside, I because it says um, whoever wishes is a beautiful hadith of the Prophet. Muhammad, whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet him. Habbullahu liqa'ahu. Yes, and and I don't want this this just to end. I close my eyes and it's just dark. Right, all of these things that that we've been hearing about. Right, that 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 the hereafter is truth is like, and the example that has been given for, for for our consciousness to actually understand that there's there's there 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 is life outside, and people have have experienced this mm. near near death experiences and all of these things is sleep actually, and when we dream, the Prophet Society gives the example of dreaming, and there there are times, of course, that certain dreams we believe from an Islamic perspective that they're to do with your un, unconscious mind, subconscious mind mm. actually, mm. what you've been doing throughout the day and your yeah. experiences. And that sometimes come in dreams, but they are true dreams as well. Yeah. Where God Almighty shows you something and is truthful. But the point is that in in when you're dreaming, right? At times you don't you. At times you have a feeling that look, this is a dream, right? And at times it feels reality. It feels yeah. reality, and you're living that reality. And at times you feel this was for a, such a long time, but it was literally for an hour or two that you were sleeping mm. before that night. Mm. Right, so I think it's it's just for us, and this is the example Muhammad uh, gave because in the Quran, the word used for tawaffa, you know, we always speak yeah, about this. Yeah. The explanation of that is is taking the soul and leaving the body. Mm. Yeah, and and what that, what that and, and in both cases, and, and God speaks about it that Allah, Allah the Almighty does tawaffa two times: one at the time of sleep, and second at the time of death, when He actually takes the soul and the soul does not return. Mm. Right. Now the concept is 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 very much clear, and and, and Muhammad explains that for us to understand and somehow comprehend. Because hereafter, he also told us that yeah. that no eye has seen it, no 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 um, no mind has actually comprehended what it is, right? Or no heart has ever sort of you know thought of that concept or mm. have un- un- understood it, mm. right? But yet we see where well, yet yeah, Allah Taala tells us in the Quran of examples of grapes and you know the the rivers of honey and you know the examples that are given. Right. Yeah. So how do you how yeah. do you say it? one place he's saying that you can't comprehend? And the promise it. of uh, or paradise is there everywhere in the Holy Quran, right? To, exactly. To, to yeah. remind us. So how 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 is it that Mala Ainun Ra'atta? No, no, I has seen it, right? Or no, no, no mind can comprehend it. Mm. So you know he explains this in the in the in the, in the commentary the one society and the Khulafa and they say that this is what we consider in this life to be good. It's it's it, you know that has been manifested in that sense and it's been shown to us that like rivers you know honey and all of these things and and we can comprehend it's a it. metaphorical language metaphorical being language. used as well yeah. yes it will be similar but but then again it would if it was just similar to that then we can we can get this in this very life mm, mm. so what how is it any different how is it more special yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so I think these are all the questions but I think yeah. the point that that's that that's being men- mentioned here is I mean from I don't think from my perspective I don't know for others people can talk for themselves is that I do want to meet God I do want to you know s- Meet the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, or the Prophet yeah. peace be upon him. Because all these things, you know, all of these things that we you mentioned from Islamic point of view, some people might say, "Oh, it's just fairy tales," you yeah. know, it's just fake promises. But Allah the Almighty knows, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at it from the other point of view, if you do not believe in the hereafter, what is it that you're looking forward to? Mm. People are scared of death, right? People. That's the point. Have all the wealth, or did they spend their whole life trying to earn money and? become rich or whatever but at the end of the day they're going to pass away and there's only so much that they can they can live on they're, they're, yeah. they're not going to take anything uh, there was away. a YouTube uh, someone did a prank right there's yeah. different pranks <laughs> and one of the pranks was this guy got a mirror and he said um, what you would look like 100 years later okay mm. 
And it, it was basically when you look into the mirror, is you basically dead, right? In, yeah. in, in, in a coffin. Yeah. And people were really offended by it, right? People were really. But he's like, look, that's the truth. Yeah. But I wouldn't be offended by it. Like, the, but the reality was, people. It, it was a shock for some certain people to even think about death. So it was kind of oldifying their age uh, or their face, basically. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just that their face, and then they 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 were in a coffin. It was yeah. quite funny, but 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 the point that was being made was very powerful. Yeah. Right. That that that's that's your reality. This this is this is something that you can't deny. Right, Alexander the Great. We, yeah, yeah. we know about his uh, example. We, when he passed away or he died, he said, "Put my hands outside the coffin." They were like, "Why?" Mm. They like to show the world that I conquered half of the world, but I'm leaving with nothing. Mm. Yeah. I think this is the reality, and but it's 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 so um, hard to remind yourself yeah. over and over again, over and over again, until it becomes part of your nature. I think that's the struggle and the jihad that we speak about. And I think people have heard this, uh, you know, jihad. The word jihad in very you know, um, negative terms, in the yeah. negative sense. But we know from the Quran that Walladina Jahadu Fina, Allah says, whoever does jihad in, in us, our way, yes. in our way, yeah. right? We will show them our path. So, so that struggle is a lifelong struggle, and in that struggle, there are many, um, you know, many, many, uh, many places where you're gonna fall. You have to stand back up. Many doubts would come into your mind, right, with regards to why is there suffering? All of these different questions. Right, that you have to deal with, and this is how 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 Allah the Almighty has planned this world. But I think this is where why this is where it it is in, interesting that you know that the whole discussion, the existential questions. Uh, but I think conversation should continue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, well, we have already mentioned that Islam has laid out the purpose of creation of one's life in very simple words, in chapter fifty-one, verse fifty-seven. And I have not created the jinn and the men, but that they may worship me. We already talked about what worship is. So now, if, if, if for our listeners who have been listening for the two for for the whole hour, they know that worship obviously includes your day-to-day activities and how you uh, fulfill your rights to other uh, people and to society around you. Mm-hmm. Um, Islam is a religion of logic and is very practical because in another part of the Holy Quran, uh, we uh, learn that. Allah the Almighty says, So fear Allah as best as you can, and listen and obey and spend in His cause. It will be good for yourself. And whoso is rid of the covetousness of his own soul, it is they who shall be uh, successful. So again, as you mentioned, the jihad within yourself, yeah. the, the struggle against evil within yourself that goes on throughout your life, that whoever uh, you know is successful is that, is the one who is going to be successful in his purpose of life as well. So, if you look at uh, the life as a Muslim, as we mentioned, there are prayers for literally every step or every part of your daily routine. It's a constant reminder that one day we have to return to our God, Allah the Almighty. And if it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's next year, or if it's after 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years, we have to leave we have to pass away and we we have to look at what's next what what uh what preparation do we have for the next life i remember the holy prophet of islam prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam peace and blessings for allah be upon him used to say that this for for a believer this life is just like a temporary place mm. and it's like you're <clears throat> passing passing by and you stop tree. under a, a tree a to rest mm. a traveler yes that's the word so a traveler that's what we are and uh when you, when you are a traveler, you always look at your destination. You mm-hmm. cannot forget your destination because otherwise you will get lost. Absolutely. So we have to, as Muslims, keep in mind that our destination is the hereafter. 
and prepare for that. Absolutely. And 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 what do you say? I think maybe maybe we can ask our next next guest this yeah. question. But if you want to reflect on it a bit more, because uh, you know one of one of the things that people would say to you uh, is is that look, you guys do goodness because of. Um, you're, you're very selfish, okay, Sophie? Why you're selfish as you Me? <laughs> no, generally, is the Maybe question. Maybe I am. <laughs> the question is that you do good. You good because of the, because of the fear of hell, mm. and because of uh, because you want to go heaven, right? Because mm. of uh, wanting to go heaven, you don't do it just for the sake of doing it, but you do it, you do it because of going to hell, or be, you know, or because you want to take heaven. So yes, it's a very selfish way of uh, looking at things, right? So how are you saying that you do this out of your? So what would your response? I will ask uh, <laughs> Imam Sahid Muni, who is about to join us. Oh, well done. <laughs> this is a good question for him, isn't it? Yeah. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Sahid. How are you? Waalaikum I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Jazakallah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we normally hear you in the mornings, but today <laughs> you're joining us in the afternoon. Yeah, it's very strange for me as well. <laughs> All right. Well, this is your purpose for this show, to join us now. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about purpose of life. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I will put that question to you. Um, as Rahil mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. as a Muslim, is it is it wrong to desire paradise, or are we are we being selfish, uh, doing good only because we want uh, paradise? You know, the thing is, like, um, even if you desire paradise, everything there there's a purpose of behind everything. Even for par- achieving paradise, that's the purpose. The real purpose is basically to get uh, closer to Allah, right? So if you are put in this world, yes, you already mentioned this is just a journey. You prepare something. If you want to reach paradise, then Allah has said, fulfill the purpose of your journey. If you can't fulfill the purpose, then obviously you have failed. So the purpose of your journey is, very simple put, is to please Allah and uh, to gain nearness to Him. And if you do so, you know, uh, going to Harlem Paradise, I can't decide that it's only Allah's will. Everything is going according to Allah, Allah's will. You are put in this world because of Allah's will. You will be taking away because of, of Allah's will. Mm. So everything is according to Allah's will, and this is the supplication we need to do. We need to supplicate towards Allah, and that's the purpose. If we realize that purpose, obviously He will reward us, and the reward can be great. Like, uh, like it could be anything. It could be paradise as well, which is, of course, what we want as well. But to gain, you know, this is the destination we are looking for. The paradise is a destination. But to reach the destination, we need a map, right? We need someone who's telling us how to go, get to that place. And that to get to the place is the purpose of our journey. And the purpose of, of our life is basically to please Allah. If we, if we understand that purpose, then obviously we will reach paradise as well. Great explanation, of course. Um, I think taking that a bit forward, uh, this this uh, this just discussion about um, you know purpose of life and how to find you know balance, and we were speaking about this as well. There's one statement of the Prophet peace be upon him where he says, um, you know, Ali manu al khawfi raja, where he says that faith lies between fear and hope. Mm. Okay, um, what what do you understand from this state, statement of the Prophet that you know that that faith lies between fear and hope? So some sort of a middle path, that like not too much fear, not too much hope. What does he actually mean by this? You know, this is, uh, what he always tried to explain us is that you need to be very righteous in your life. You need to have a righteous life. Righteousness means that you you know that Allah loves you. And uh, you know that um, you just don't want to uh, sadden Allah. You just don't want to make him, to, 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 you don't want to make him mad. 
Yes, you don't want to be angry. You don't want to make him angry. That is why I said, like, if you do something, you always try. As I said, you try to please Allah, right? And uh, you always think, if I do something wrong, maybe Allah will be sad. Maybe Allah will be angry. And that's the fear you have. That's the fear you have that maybe Allah will punish you for that as well. Now, the fear is basically that Allah, who loves you so much, will be sometimes so angry mm. about certain bad deeds which human, de- uh, human beings so, uh, sometimes do that Allah will be so angry that he will um, like he will basically maybe he will not punish you but even you know being knowing, knowing that he is sad is a punishment uh, uh, enough as well so why is trying to explain is whatever you do make sure that you are trying to please Allah but remember that Allah is watching as well so don't make any mistake of course we do mistakes we are human beings Sometimes we do mistakes. Um, uh, we do mistakes, and we ask for forgiveness. Allah is ready to for, forgive as well. But doing mistake on purpose is wrong. And the uh, Holy Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, he has said, "Whatever you do, remember, God is watching, and He loves you so much. But don't make Him angry. Yes, find a middle way where you please Him as well, where He's um, happy with you. And if you do some mistakes, then do a stuffa. You know, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him." He did a lot of istighfar. He's maybe the person who did the most istighfar, even though Allah told him that he has forgiven all of his sins. But sometimes, you know, you do, as you said, as I said, you are human beings, right? You do some mistakes. Yes. Sometimes you, you, you do some act, and with that act, accidentally you hurt someone. Even even you don't know it, you, but sometimes maybe you're hurting someone by doing some uh, random acts. So therefore, you should be always uh, asking Allah for, for forgiveness as well. Thank you so but much for that, Zakala. Because I think you beautifully explained that true faith actually involves a balanced interplay, you know, of both fear of God's judgment and hope in His mercy and for forgiveness. And this is why, you know, a, a, a believer is never, he, he should never become too happy to say, "I'm oh, I'm definitely going heaven," right? Or he shouldn't become too sad to say that, you know, I have no hope what whatsoever, you know, because I, I, of my deeds. You know, a lot a lot of people, you know, in 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 life, they've they have done certain sins and they think that I have no way back. Whereas we know that in Islam, there's no such concept of, uh, you know, of an, of an original sin or, you know, a certain, um, you know, certain punishment eternal has to be taken, yeah, eternal punishment or, or someone has to die for your sins in order for you to be for, for, forgiven. Rather, it, 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 what, what it takes is, is a repentful heart, you know, a true, sincere repentance to Allah Almighty. And that's where a new life actually begins. Right, we have various examples that that have been given. But but in your experience, you know, as 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 a as as an imam serving, you know, you of course come across many people, you know, outside as well. Speak to many people here, with with regards to the purpose of life. Uh, what is it? What is it? You know, especially in this day and age, where it, you know people come across and say, "Look, man, I've got everything that I need for this life. You know, I've got a, a beautiful family. I've got, you know, I've got a car. I've got, you know." three times a day I've, you know I, I eat well so I don't really I don't really need religion you know what is it that religion is going to give me so what what is you what how, how do you actually you know approach such people you know um will it, like in this day and age um recently no basically a few months ago rational religion they had an interview of Matt Damon mm-hmm. right he explained that when he won the Oscar he still was hungry he still uh, realized that there's something missing in his life and recently, a few days ago, some khadim, some of a young member of the community, he approached me and said, "Listen, um, you know, there's this actor Matthew Perry, 
who was very famous on playing Chandler on the series Friends, he passed away as well, and he was rich. He had everything, mm. and it was yet he he suffered. So he he asked me, how is this possible that someone has so much money is suffering? Yeah. And I explained to him, listen. <coughs> Then, then obviously there's something missing in his life, right? There was something missing. God says to us that Allah is light at my kulub. Yes, that um, even if you like, uh, with the remembrance of God, you, your heart can find comfort. You know, if even like if you if you don't believe in religion, let's say you, no one believes in any religion, they won't find any comfort, right? We have in this day and age, in this Western society, yes, people are getting away from God, and in this day and age, the suicide rate is rising. You know, in the, sorry, in this Western society, suicide rate is rising. In this Western society, people are taking sleeping pills to have a healthy sleep. Yeah. And as I said, these people are getting away from religion. So, of, of course, someone is missing. Something is missing for them. You know, what if, what, 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 what if, if I say that you have a friend and that friend is ready to do everything what you want? He's ready to give you everything you need, right? He's ready to fight against your friend, uh, for, uh, sorry, against the enemies. Yes, he will become the friends of your friends. And he will give you everything you need. What would you do? You would do everything to be close to him, right? And yeah. this is the thing. That's the thing. Like we, God is telling us that uh, if you want to have a healthy life, if then remember me, mm -hmm. and I will give you everything you need, right? This is why he said, "Remember me, and I will remember you as well." Mm -hmm. And this is what is missing in this Western society. People are getting away from God. People are losing hope in God. People are forsaking their own religion. And yet, as I said, they have so many, so many things, but still, the suicide rate is rising here more than in the, uh, in, in the other places. Mm. So, <clears throat> again, as I said, there's someone missing, and that missing thing or missing person is what we say is Allah, mm. God. Yeah, Thank I, you. I think that's very interesting that you mentioned um, that there are people are searching for for something, people yeah. are searching for some kind of support, some kind of void that they want to fill and uh, with the increase in, in, in uh, mental anxieties uh, yeah. amongst people there is certainly uh, a room there that needs to be filled Imam Sahir Muni, thank you very much Jazakallah for joining and thank you very much for your time Thank you for calling me Jazakallah Jazakallah Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number to call uh, we are slowly getting closer to the end of our show um, but uh, before uh, that uh, just a recap that we uh, talked about the uh, uh, situation in uh, in, in uh, Gaza and uh, the absence of Muslim leadership yeah. and uh, in this hour we have been talking about the purpose of uh, life the yeah. purpose of our life and it's been interesting so far right absolutely and um I think there's so much to learn there, there with, with regards to especially the purpose of life. I mean, this question would be an interesting one if, if you ask to someone who's who's survived, who's survived, you know, and while his entire family has been, you know, has been killed. What what answer would he give to this question? Like, what 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 frame of mind would that person be in? And especially just just to t you know, here in the West, we speak so much about mental health and mm. mental health days and. You know, we 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 tend to um, amplify our voices yeah. for. Uh, I shouldn't say smallest of things because because mental, mental health is yeah. not a small yeah. thing. Yeah. It's 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 an important thing. So I I don't want to diminish the importance of that. Mm. But when you compare this to what's happening and the scale of what's happening, it is incomparable. It's incomparable. It's an it's incomparable, 
that someone takes his his own life you know uh, due due to uh, you know due to whatever the reason on 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 online becoming de- de- depressed being being too much online right we don't know what was going through but oh bullying or whatever whatever the case is yet on the other hand you have a believer whose entire family is obliterated he's the only one to survive yet he's thankful to god how do, how do you explain that mm. no food no future no future yeah did is thanking god hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil allah is enough for us he's he's you know he takes care of takes care of our affairs and they asked him they, like someone who's who who had his entire house he's like what would you do there's no food there's nothing he goes allah's with us they don't mm. feed us yeah because you don't feed me yeah allah's going to feed me yeah. so that trust that's there you know um it's something it's something amazing and it's something that's inexplainable it's something to be experienced yeah and that's why the idea of religion the idea of spirituality because the thing is a lot of the times people that leave religion they've been they've been associated with a certain part of religion a certain a certain religion which which if they don't find that compatible with the life they say religion as a whole should be nullified mm. that should be out of my life yeah whereas that's not the reality from an islamic perspective we've been and very easily here. if somebody goes through all of that that you mentioned that people of gaza are going through it's very easy to lose your belief Yes. If you don't if you not have a strong belief. Yes. It's very easy to say oh God did this to me and why should I believe in him because yeah. now I have nothing. Yeah. But it's the opposite. Those people have even stronger faith than uh, That's why we it's, can imagine. it's very it's from a philosophical point of view someone should come and explain this how yeah. how is it that the mind mind work yeah. of 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 two similar yeah. sort of you know instances that happen yeah. but what hope and faith give can give you mm. what religion can give you as compared to on the other side you have realistic no, things yeah. realistic thing yeah. you have you, you have no answer yeah uh, what whatsoever or you would go towards suicide or you go towards revenge yeah. right all all of these feelings that that that, that come come about in a person mm-hmm. but i think i think it's a, it's an important one especially the first and the second second hour and those who haven't listened to it should go back and uh tune in to these programs as they are available uh, safir online on soundcloud of course isn't it yep uh, absolutely are, absolutely and i think uh for us muslims i think if we want to understand our purpose of life and one thing is understanding it and one thing is to execute it how do we Living make sure it, yes. that we live uh, a life of perf- point, yeah. purpose because understanding it okay yeah, i understood my life uh, yeah it has to be perfect balance okay but how do you, you have to do it that's the difficult part and right i think this is where uh, one of one of our guests was explaining with regards to tablighi the word she was using tablighi yeah. is just to convey the message yeah because uh, part of our religious duty is to convey the message is for entirety of mankind this is ex- exclusive it's not it's not inclusiveness mm-hmm, i should say mm-hmm. of 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 this me- message is so that we should share it right and, and this is what she was mentioning with regards of lir and a lot of the times especially the emphasis within the community from the khalifa himself is to live what you're preaching is 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 so that people can see it in you in your in your places of work Right what is it that making people pick up the Quran for the first time and read it mm. it's the action it's a reaction of yeah. of 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 someone whose entire family has died mm. in you know in this in this uh, injust war right so this is something that that really makes people think that what is it about these people right and and we see you know instance in history about Salahuddin when he went, when he took over the Jerusalem or when Hazrat Umar radiyallahu anhu came how he entered Jerusalem right on on one uh, um, you know on one donkey where half of the time his his 
you know his his uh, his Helper servant would servant, would, yeah. would sit on a half hour time he would sit on a so these examples are in front of us they're not just to for us to ponder over and think oh wow amazing history mm. you know we had and but it is actually to live that life you know is 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 actually to portray that i think this is the last message that we will give to first of all to ourselves that are here speaking about it um and 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 secondly to those who are listening of course yeah an example from the life of the prophet muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him uh you know makes this matter clear the one that we're talking about about purpose of life once a man came so engrossed in religion that he began to fast daily and pray all night the news this reached the holy prophet of islam he advised the companion to fast for some days and give up fasting for some days mm-hmm. pray and sleep stating your eyes have a right on you your body has a right on you and your family have a right on you so i think this to understand how to how to live our life uh, fulfilling these rights and fulfilling our purpose of life we have to study the life of the holy prophet of islam muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him because he was the perfect example of how we should live our life and i think if we study his life then you will see that is the blueprint for how we should live our life in order to complete our purpose of life um you know it's easy for one to become very motivated to attain all goals and excellence in our life but a moderate approach is the islamic approach an approach that is good for Absolutely. every part of your life because you know sometimes people pay too much attention towards their career or they put too much effort into yeah. one aspect and you neglect or you even miss out on the other part you know you can neglect your family you can neglect Absolutely. those moments that that really you cherish so so yeah it's been an interesting it's discussion it's a learning, I think process. It's a learning I mean, the entire, process yes the entirety of your life and that's what the prophet peace be upon him said and you want to end with this beautiful um, you know uh, hadith of the prophet and I'm not quoting it I'm just you know paraphrasing mm-hmm. it he said that a man you know a, ch- a man learns from his you know cradle to the grave right so it's just for us is a learning process throughout our life there's never a time in our life where we think i've i know it all and i've learned it all and you know you learn and even he said that 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 uh, um that a, uh, you know that, that that a wise word is a lost property of a believer mm. right all of these things are are, are are to show us that that wisdom and all of these things are not exclusive to islam and that's why islam acknowledges all those previous faiths and says this islam is actually you know is, is an evolution of that yeah. it's the pinnacle of yeah. that if that yeah. teaching that actually came from the source which is god yeah 0208687778 that is our number join us uh, tomorrow for another live program of the drive time show here on voice of islam radio station we would like to thank uh, all our guests as well as uh, the producers of today's show Uh, may Allah bless them. Uh, thank you very much for listening in as well from uh, myself and Rahil here in the studio. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.